Devotional, the official Hawthorne Heights podcast. All right. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Hawthorne Heights Get Emotional. Um, real quick, before we get started, we have stuff in our store. I think there's Valentine's Day stuff in there, but I don't know if you want to buy it because I don't think we have any left. Uh, so skip we, that. We do. Yeah. We, we do. Have a okay. We have a couple. A couple. Okay. Yeah. So if it's in there, you can buy it. Uh, will it get there before Valentine's Day? No. We're not we're not couriers with federal pensions, so the answer no. is probably not. If you live in Dayton, I'll deliver it to your house yeah. on Valentine's Day. There you go. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Uh, so there you go. Um, yeah, but check that out. That's how we're keeping going and all this craziness while we wait for – this is an accidental segue to what this episode is about. So while we wait to play shows, we're uh, living off our web store. So if you go check that out, it's com. Um, we're working on really cool stuff, but we can't announce any of it. So I kind of did a pre-announcement announcement there, which is a big, the, the band is a big fan of pre-announcing announcements. Let's, so let's, I just, let's be, let's I just be, did one. Let's, let's be fair. The internet's a big fan of it. Yeah, I big hate fan. it. I, big I hate fan. it. Big fan. Um, yeah. And I want to, I want to, right, right here, we got Christopher, Christopher Papadak. And I want to bring up an announcement announcement that happened today that I saw by one of your favorite artists. Um, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Did you find the hidden message? I, no, I didn't get to see it because it's on like cable. It's on Good Morning America or something. Oh, uh, right? well, she wrote like this thing on Twitter. Okay. Uh, I, or I, I saw it on Twitter. I don't know if it's on Twitter. It's a it's sure. a it's a document that is uh, it's not it's a PDF situation, not a text situation. Okay. And she has made. She's talking about how she's re-recording Fearless. Yeah, or she's already done. Apparently, she's releasing a song today. This is what I know. Um, and she capitalized certain letters. And I'm like, okay, cool. Of course, folklore makes the not so hidden message. And the message spells out April 9th. Gotcha. So uh, I'm assuming April 9th is something in Taylor Swift land. What do, what do they call Swiftians? What do they have? Do they have a name? They call them Swifties. <laughs> there you go. Swiftians is a little more Doctor Who than Swifties, yeah. so, uh, so but I, yeah, it's probably. I wonder if it's a. Uh, so th there you go. That's a pre-announcement announcement. Yep, that's it. That's it. So we're just following in Taylor's footsteps. <laughs> she she had a bigger platform. <laughs> she does. She does. I find I find her. I watched her Evermore documentary or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Is not a mm -hmm. documentary. Whatever it is. I want to sit down with her and say Taylor. I want 20 minutes of your time to find out if you're as weird in, in a conversation as you seem on television. Cause she, she talks a lot. She can't stop talking, but she's never really saying anything. It's very, she's very weird to watch, have a conversation with somebody because the other person's listening and they look confused, but enthralled at the same time. Like it's very, how she just carries herself is just very weird. I don't know if it's like a, artist or if it's a fame thing or if i don't know what it is but it's very hard to watch okay so we're talking about the when they played all played their album yeah yeah, album. yeah which was amazing so, like it was amazing and and jack is somebody she's worked with for a long time so they're close they're friends but i still i still feel like it was like a famous person talking to two musicians who are just musicians yeah. and she's explaining like she is above them like yes they are like 
they're still in awe of her. Like, I get to work with this woman. She's fucking Taylor Swift. Like, they're still, like, kind of, like, I don't know if I should be here, even though those guys are incredible musicians. But I get the vibe. I get the vibe from them that they did 70% of it, and they're just letting her talk about, uh, about like, the the idea side just let yes. her go on the idea side and then like these two got we made it happen but we're we're gonna let her have this and just drink a glass of sparkling grape juice and talk about whatever and hopefully edit it later well isn't that how bands go the singer it is exactly it yeah <laughs> the, the singer's talking the musicians are sitting there yeah yeah for sure but it, it was i mean it was I'm sure it's doctored. I'm sure it's edited. I'm sure it's tuned up, but everything about it that, sounded great. It's amazing. Like, and I, I listened to that record and I'm like, I really like that album. I'm not a, I'm not a Swifty, but I really like that album. And when you watch it and she like talks about a song and then you like, you're like ready for the song. And then you watch them play the song. She gets about to track six before I'm like, Oh, okay, this is the first song that I think is fine. But I mean, they're, the first six or seven are just absolute smashes. Like I was watching that, I'm like, damn. Like I've listened to this record maybe once or twice, and I mm-hmm. know these songs. Mm-hmm. Like I know them. Like that's the essence of good is that. Like I yeah. know the hooks. I know how the verse gets into this. I know, And it's like, that's a good song. If I've heard it once or twice, and when she plays it, I'm like, oh yeah, I know this. I yeah. don't. Like, yeah. it's not like Sugar Ray. Like, I know Sugar Ray. I've heard it beyond a million times. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, I've heard like once, but it, there's, there's something familiar about it. There's, some, there's something about it that, like, makes me think I've heard it for decades. Like, it's a classic or something. It's, it's strange how hearing vocals, like, understanding vocals mm-hmm. uh, in, in the way, like, the mixes like that has such an effect on music. Like, yeah. Talk, just think about like hardcore, somebody screaming and yelling. You have no idea what they're saying. You might like, you might catch the cadence, but yeah. you will never pick up on, I will never pick up on a hardcore song three times in, but the Taylor Swift song, second time, third time through, I'm like, oh, I yeah. know the words. I know the words. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, I you just, somehow you know the song. Like when I did my little, I played, uh, the first song off of, I played Willow just on my Instagram, just to, mm-hmm. as a playthrough. And I listened to the record, I don't know, however many, you know, multiple tens of times, but I've never, li- there's no, there's no drums really on that, on those records. They're right. like, it's all a piano kind of based. And I was like, I'm just going to free ball this and see if I can play drums to a drumless song. And I did. And I'm like, it's because I know the song. Right, right. For sure. Yeah, and uh, they're just like everything's so well written. And when you watch him play piano, he's like that dude from the Nationals, like so good. I'm so bad oh at piano, God. but he's like so good at piano that it's almost like his fingers never move. So it's almost like you can't even tell what he's playing, but everything's changing constantly. It's like, dude, how are you doing that? They have the best touch of any musicians I've yeah. I've ever seen. I'm like, oh, it's ridiculous. They're and like and all I switching instruments constantly. And I'm oh, like, Jesus, my. look at you guys. Well, this is the Taylor Swift podcast. Yeah, apparently. I mean, it is impressive to watch. I just wish, I wish they could have a thing where it's like, do you want to watch the, do you want to watch the performances with the words or we have like this one where it's everything. And then this one where you just pick your song and then just go to it. I wish there was like chapters on a DVD. 
basically. Like, oh, I, I would like the piano cam, please. Yeah, 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 exactly. That'd be awesome. But yeah, it was impressive. And like, uh, like, so I'm not, I'm not somebody that likes her as a person. I think her music's fine. But like that, I like Bonnie Vera a lot. Like, I like him a lot. On that song that he does with her, he's good. And I know he's good. I don't want him to be like that, but I like that he did that. Ver- like, I don't like how he sings like that. Like when he sings like a regular person, I like his recordings. But when he starts singing, I'm like, I hear, I heard it weird. Like I was like, oh yeah, this is the song and I know this, but I, it sounds worse than our, and I'm like, oh, I want to hear a female vocal. Like I want to hear the female version of this, like the higher register. I think her voice I think she comes and slams a, like I consider him a classic artist. He will be a classic artist. I think she comes in second verse and second chorus and just annihilates him. Like her voice just sounds so much better. And I understand like he helped write it and he sings and it's cool to have a guy and a girl and they kind of, he says this and then she answers with this and then they switch. I understand from watching that, I understand like Mm -hmm. the thing they're doing, but her voice is just so much better for that song. Like it yeah. just sounds so perfect when she sings it. And it sounds like he's kind of singing her part, even though I'm pretty sure he kind of wrote the part. But. Yeah. When I, when I first got the record, I was driving up to the print shop. So I put it on and I left my house. I got on 75 as that song started. So I'd hit the freeway. Yeah. And so I lost a little bit of volume just from driving 70 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't hear what's happening. I'm like, yeah he's singing so low and I didn't like it. And I was like, I don't like that song, but then, but I've also never listened to him as Bonnie Bear. Yeah. Like I've, after that album came out, I played one of his records. Cause I'm like, I want to know what he sounds like. Right. But when he does the, so step right up and he's like singing high and I'm like, Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then the last song on Evermore is the second the last song on Evermore, he does, he's got a song with her mm-hmm. and there's this, it's really slow piano driven. And then it has a chord, it has a tempo change, a chord change. Right. And he comes in singing. Holy shit. <laughs> right. It's a banger. Well, he, like between all, between like him, uh, the dude from the national Jack, who I find annoying, but I understand his genius. Yeah. Between the four of them. I mean, like I can't imagine a better because I mean there's like Taylor Swift has like the fame thing figured out she can sing she's got like her fan base that's just gigantic and then like those guys are like writers like like real deal like they would be the perfect people to throw an idea at and see what happens like exactly like that that's that's like going in like that's like having the best of all worlds in a, in a conference room being like, okay, we can, we can, yeah. we need to get to Mars, but we're going to write these songs. Like <laughs> right. that's what we have to do. Yeah. We right. can do this. Right. It's like, it's like, she's like, Oh, we want to get to Mars. And I'm friends with a guy that's gone to Pluto. I'm friends with another one that's been to Saturn I'm friends with another. And then it's like, I think we got this. Yeah. Oh, you mean we have, we don't have to go as far. <laughs> right. Right. It was like, okay, we got this. We got this, but it is a, uh, it's cool to watch. If anybody wants to watch, People, I think they really talk about nothing, to be honest with you. But when they play, just watching how comfortable they all are playing. I mean, in the guy's 
scenarios they're like switching instruments and they look as comfortable on every instrument which i'm just like that's frustrating to watch like me me and a piano i sit here and i just get carpal tunnel and then i'm like okay i just can't reach that note so i'm just gonna pop it in later like i just am not good at it so i just like copy and paste another note and then throw it down there in the midi and i'm like there it is um but yeah and then we were we did, we were like gonna cover last a great american dynasty or whatever that song's called mm-hmm. um and I figured out the piano and sent it over. We actually did nothing with it, but just figuring out the piano, there's like three chords in the whole thing, but the way they're like, the way they're put together and the way they switch, it's, I mean, we have songs like this, a million, like we always say all of our songs are the same song, just different. Their song, that song is like, it's a song that everybody has played a thousand times. They just like switch like one chord here. And then like, it's really hard to figure out, but it's because it's so easy. And that's what makes it genius. Like that's what makes it really smart that they didn't overthink it. They didn't, it's just, it's just right. Like how they made it is exactly how it should be. Um, I always get jealous of that because <laughs> I'm always like, we should have done this different. And when I listen back, I'm like, we should have done that. That's wrong. We shouldn't have done that. There's just like, we should have done this. And that's what you have on your iPod. Well, that's iPod's true. a bit dated, but phone, whatever. <laughs> I have an right. iPod. You have I've an been iPod. I mean, it. it's in my car actually. It's cooked. It's hooked up. Yep. Yeah. There you it's go. Been, it's been kind of nice. I, I I listen to a lot of hardcore apparently. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, so I have. I think I have. I have a 160 gig iPod, and I have about 90 gigs full. And I just when I plugged it back in, I just hit shuffle, and I'll get like Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, and then like Orchid. <laughs> nice <laughs> and it's like and then just like oh there's a lot of hardcore on here and a lot of old hip-hop right hell yeah it's terrible do you still thing. update your ipod no okay I'm no saying, don't get rid of that i haven't uh i got rid of my i didn't get rid of but i got rid of my mac mini which has all my music yep and it's just old it's like 10 it's like 12 years old now right um so yeah i have some stuff on my laptop and just between Bandcamp and Spotify and like whatever stuff I have on my computer. Right. Just dump it on there. Kind of. Yeah. Just kind of mix things in and out. I don't have, I probably only have like five gigs of music on my phone. Right. But that makes it, that makes it good though. Cause you get an iPod's cool because it's like only for music. Like when I listen to music on my, I, when my, on my phone, I put on something I want to listen to within one and a half minutes. I'm looking at a news website. Yeah. Like I, and then I'm just not, I'm just, I just have you're, background noise. You're it's not basic. listening anymore. No, no, it's yeah. gone. The listening yeah. is over. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, that's, uh, that's the podcast. Taylor Swift, go check it out. <laughs> uh, if you've not heard of her. Yeah. If you haven't, if you haven't heard of her. Um, yeah. What I want to get on here, this is the, the main show I wanted to do with Chris. I wanted to have Poppy on here specifically because I, I have never met anyone more into going to shows in my life than, than one Chris Papadak. Um, most of the time, most of the time in our band, it's used as a weapon against him. Um, however, I think it's actually endearing. And I, think it, I think it's nice. I think it's good to think about. Cause I, I remember when all I cared about was shows. That's it. Like that's it. At five days a week, if there was a band that I, thought I might like, or they've on a, they were on a label I've heard of and it was in two hours. I'm there like just because I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I just like that you still get a show. So what I wanted to do on here is I wanted to kind of put a timestamp on February, 2021. We have a new, we have a new government. Thank God, because the news, I don't see people talking about the news as much, which is really great. Um, I hope everybody goes back to bed. Sounds really nice. Uh, it seems like we're turning a corner on, on COVID or whatever, but I wanted to get on here with Chris Poppy and talk about our predictions for shows in the future. So you, you like going to shows. So talk about, talk about how often you go to shows and where you're willing to drive <laughs> or fly because I know. Oh yeah, I have, I have, I did You've fly flown. last, yeah, I did fly last year. Um, I, I'm going to spill the beans on the podcast now. Marley doesn't know this, but I believe it was, it, it must've been 2019. I could be wrong. So there's a festival in California called Sound and Fury and uh, Have Heart, which is a straight edge band from Boston, got back together and they were doing a show out there. I was able to buy tickets. I had them in my cart, but they were, it was like for me and my son, it was like 250 bucks or something. And I was like, man, and I clicked back and I was like, what am I doing? I'm here. Like, I want the, I want to go, oh. I want to see this band. That was it. Couldn't I know what's going to happen. <laughs> it, it, it was sold out. So oh. I had, I had, I was able to get it, but I was like, I have to fly to California. I've got to find a place to stay for five days. <clears throat> and I don't know if we're going to be on tour. Like yeah. we could, cause this was like, we were home, but so anyway, I will fly across the country to see one band. Now, granted there were like 15 bands I wanted to see. And, and now I'm like, I regret that. Like I regret that. So the $250 would have meant nothing in my life right now, but that moment, like I would have remembered forever. Well, the second you see that, that okay, have hearts a band I've literally never heard, but I know the deal. Mm -hmm. I've never heard mm -hmm. an album. They have probably the coolest show I've ever seen. Uh, Andy Nepshield went to it, but that, that have heart show at the Palladium in Worcester. Oh my God. Is one of the coolest YouTube videos you could ever watch. <laughs> like it is just, it, if you want to know why people like shows, that's the show. Yeah. And I didn't get to go to that one because we were on, we were in Canada. We were playing shows. Uh, so, so like basically I will, if we are not on tour and there's a band playing, I will go see them. Like I don't go to local shows that much and it's only because Dayton doesn't really have, Dayton has a music scene. Don't get me wrong, but it's, we don't have a venue that touring bands come through and play very often. You know, we have maybe a couple that will do some shows, but <clears throat> so I'm always traveling Cincinnati hour away, Columbus an hour away, Cleveland three hours away or Louisville, which is like two and a half. So I'll travel to shows or fly to shows. Um, and it's typically hardcore shows. You do, you do, you do the opposite of me, which I actually want. I like that. When I, when there's a band I love, I will be like, oh my God, I have to see them or whatever. If it's at a festival, I go, oh, I'm not going to that. I'm not going to go sit through 45 other bands and then, and then be like really far away, uh, really long day. Your knees hurt. Like, I'm just like, 
I'm not doing that. Like I wow. want an evening with an evening with Matt's favorite band is my ideal show, which never yeah. happens and sh never. it shouldn't happen. Now here, now here's another thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a diva. I went to I so Riot Fest in 2019. I was like, I really want to go. So I got a job working for somebody so I could go for free and get paid because I'm like, I'm not going Gen Pop to Riot yeah. Fest. Gen Pop, no, no thank thanks. you. No, like I won't go to big festivals. I shouldn't say that. I have gone to Riot Fest as a spectator, just going to the show. But now that like we've toured so much, yeah. Once the cat's out of the bag, you can't do it. It's it's like I just I want. I want backstage access just so I don't have to walk through the crowd to go to another stage. I just want right. to be able to walk behind the stages to pop and go watch the other band play. Yeah. So, so specifically Riot Fest a couple years ago when Avail played, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to go. Let's see if I can just get a job. <laughs> so right. my friend hooked me up and I got to see the show for free. Well, what, once you know, okay. So I think when you go to, when you're a general spectator and you think that there's like the mystery of backstage is luring constantly over you, once you know that there's not a mystery and it's a completely uneventful, big open space that you know you can walk through and not bother anybody, it makes you not able to not want to be there. Because mm -hmm. it just makes things faster and you're like, I'm not here to mess with your shit. I'm not here to talk to you. I'm not here to... I just don't want to walk by the the line for nachos. Yeah, which like which seems I, very diva, but I'm also I also know by me lurking in the shadows of backstage just to get from here to there, I'm not bothering anybody, and I know you're not doing anything back there. Yeah. Like I know it's just a lot, a parking lot of nothing, mm -hmm. and I'm not here to mess with your shit. I'm just here to get from there to there without dealing with a line for beer tickets. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like. Now, I will say that we did have one experience when we were in Mexico when we played with Ozzy. Was it Ozzy or Sabbath? It was Ozzy. It was Ozzy. It, it was Ozzy. Yeah. So that was a little different. Like, that was yeah. the one time where it was like, stay where you are. Nobody's moving. Well, you also got to watch the cartel bring in Ozzy. <laughs> That's, That's a cool. little different. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> that was the one time I'm like, okay, they had their own, like, all the bands had, like, were in a huge tent in tent world. They had their own little rooms. And then Ozzy had his own separate tent, just as big that was further away. And it's like, okay, so when we played Northern Invasion with when Tool played that year, the backstage behind our stage, it was just like the bands that were on, you know, it was, it was no big deal. Like, but the Tool side of things, it was like, oh, you can't, no. This is off limits. You can't be anywhere near this. So right. there are certain bands that have, not that they're doing anything fun. They're just, they just don't want to be, want to be bothered at all. And yep. bands like that are going to get bothered. But I, also Ozzy, I mean, Ozzy had, I don't know this cartel. I'm just kind of making a joke, but it was nine black SUVs. When you're in with, Mexico and you see nine black SUVs, you sit in your, you sit, in your place and you you wait until it gets sorted <laughs> yeah and and am i making it up were there guns did they have guns uh, yes i i don't know but yes like of course. i mean i i just i just pictured i just pictured guys off hanging off the sides of the suvs with machine guns am i making that up in my head i don't know if that happened <laughs> <laughs> okay 
I'm going to go with you, though. That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah I remember that. I'm kidding. I don't. <laughs> I, I will say this. Uh, we've been to a venue in Indiana, played a stupid venue next to a chicken, a gas station that now sells chicken, and those security guards had guns. So I'm assuming security detail with nine SUVs bringing in Aussie in Mexico also are heavily armed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that would be my that would be my assumption. Uh, yeah, if anybody, uh, real quick, this is a total side note. If anybody has Hulu and wants to watch an awesome show called Trafficked, you should because they show guns getting transported from America to Mexico for like cartel wars. You should check it out. It's crazy. Uh, spoiler alert, they're all, all the guns are provided by the LAPD. <laughs> Shipped right <laughs> now. Confiscated, sold to a guy, sold to the cartel. Nice. Like it's unbelievable. Is it a, like a documentary or is it a, a, a show, like a, a production show? It's, it's, a, it's got a, it's a documentary show, but it's like investigative journalism. Okay, so it's real. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's real. And this, yeah. this lady is like a journalist and she's like, everybody's wearing masks and she's like, no, I'm not, I'm not an informant. Like I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. Like, and they're yeah. just like, if you are, we're going to kill you. And she's like, I know I'm not, I'm not like, yeah. she's like, I'm just trying to document what's going on. It's, but they're like, show them making cocaine. If anybody out there does cocaine, watch trafficked, you won't. Uh, <laughs> spoiler on that. They're just, they're just putting gasoline in a big thing. And, in the middle of the woods and you're snorting it for fun. Uh, don't do that. It's a bad idea. Um, so, but yeah, you get to watch all these things, just how like from picking the coca leaves all the way to transporting that to the next person, to the next thing to getting, and then it travels all the way to Miami. It's crazy to watch like the shit that goes down. It's like 15 year olds transporting the shit in backpacks. And then like some of them come back and some of them don't, but, the only job so whatever like it's like dude <laughs> it's crazy to think that have a, uh, to think that kids worldwide are dying so that americans can party in miami is <laughs> is really sad i uh i have hulu i have a hulu tab open i'll check it out when i when check it out finish up that's i've that's watched i've watched cocaine's the craziest i mean it's total insanity uh guns is crazy i mean there's people there's people taking guns over there. They have like a car full of like 65 guns put in everywhere you would never think of. And that person drops off a car, gets out, gets a hotel. The next person gets in the car. It's just all, it's crazy. Everything um, that you think that happens is happening. Everything you think happens times 15 is happening. Like it's really crazy. Um, so let's get to predictions and shows. How do you think... Okay, so right now, just as a timestamp, there are no shows. There aren't, well, there are in Florida, but there are bands I've never heard of. Um, there's no real touring going on. Um, like nobody's in a van going from city to city for, for a month. Uh, how do you think, when, actually, what do you think happens before we have the first tour booked? Because real quick, I'm okay. going to say it's reliant on Coachella and those. I think without a Coachella, if they're canceling, it's the domino effect. Mm -hmm. But So what do you are you, when, you, when you say, okay, so I have two theories. High, high level, not even festivals, but like say Adele or, you know, pop stars, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Taylor Swift and... Um, Billy's backyard band from down the street 
who's been playing like basement shows, you know, yeah. whatever. Those are the two that are going to go play shows first. They will be the barometer. If Taylor Swift can go play a show, and if the punk band full of 17-year-old kids can go book a weekend, a weekend tour, if you will, when you're that young, those are going to happen before every band on our level. House of Blues. Yeah. Like, if you're playing a club that's 300 to 1500 capacity that that will be the last of all the touring that will be the last venue to get booked no like i i think and you're I where think, i'm at you're where i'm at because i think once bars open bar bands can play obviously sure. and, and they then are. amphitheaters and stadiums are going to be because the outdoor thing there if you can play an amphitheater or a stadium you're going to there's going to be protocol, mm-hmm. but the outdoor thing I think is going to help your 600 indoor, that venue. Uh, it's going to be a grip. Like, like the punk and hardcore, like punk and hardcore bands thrive off of the crowd and like having, you know, kids jammed in. It's an energy thing. They're going to suffer the worst. I yeah. mean, our, like white our, rabbit in El Paso. Oh like, my God. Is that so called white rabbit or did they change the name? It is White Rabbit, but I forget. We just played there. Yeah. That kind of venue. It was like, I think we played like 800 people packed in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, I can't, I can't, I can't picture that happening. Like, I don't know how, what has to fall in line for that to be possible. So that's another thing. Like, obviously we can't get vaccinated yet, but, but we know people that are. So they probably have a job that like they're working with the public, you know, so people are getting vaccinated and it's starting. Um, That's why I'm saying like the punk bands, like the small bands playing like DIY spaces, you know, I I think they're going to be able to do it, but I think it's going to be irresponsible Mm -hmm. because at a place like that, nobody's going to, nobody's going to be checking. Like remember when, like when the quarantine start, like, our Kroger has never had uh, a counter at the at the front doors saying like, okay, we we can only have a hundred people in the store. Yeah, they've never had it. Whole Foods and Trader Joe's still does. So like, right. some stores still have that protocol in place. The like the ones that I feel like give a shit. Not that Kroger doesn't give a shit, but they obviously don't. But yeah. like, when you walk into Kroger or any grocery store, wherever you are or anywhere. You just have to assume that everybody is not sick. Yeah. But like, so at like in, in a venue. But you also have to act like everybody is sick, including yourself. Yes, Which exactly. is very weird to process. So I don't think that like, I think that like bands playing small, uh, small venues, DIY shows, you know, like local promoter, like there's no tickets. You strictly, you go to the door, pay your five or $10 you come in and see the show um i think those are all going to be sketchy because you have to assume that there's somebody sick in the crowd i think they're gonna i think they're i think everybody's gonna temperature gun people maybe but as the illusion of safety it's not really gonna matter it's the illusion of safety but but do you and this is not a this is not a, a a knock on them but like do you think kids like do you think 17 year old kids throwing punk shows are gonna really do that no like they're 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 fucking they're bringing in beers 
you know, as minors, and I don't give a shit about that. Cause I'm talking, I'm talking like a, a real business, like a bar uh, yes, or somebody yes. trying to cover their ass. I think they're yes. going to temperature head check people. Something larger. Yeah. They might even, they might even still require masks, but it, it's, that's if shows happen today, like it's February. Yeah. The vaccination is not like available for everybody yet. And nobody's even gotten their second dose yet, as far as I can tell. So everybody's just on the first dose and it's still early. We're still like in the testing phases, but so I think a, a bigger venue, they're going to have to have protocol in place and then have to assume that you're walking in uninfected. Yeah. But you personally, like, I know that you're not say like for me, I'm not comfortable going to a show. Like I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable really going to the grocery store still. Like whenever I see people like are like walking right, right up on me. I'm like, get the fuck out. This, this is not over. Yeah. Like just because it's been like a year that we've dealt with this, it doesn't mean that it's gone. Mm-hmm. And when I see somebody like walking around without a mask on, I'm like, okay, stay the fuck away from that person because they're sick in my right. mind. Like they're fucking sick. Well, if they're, if they're doing like, if they're doing that, you can imagine that they're not doing, they're not doing that everywhere. Yeah. Like they don't give a shit. Yeah. If they're just going to the grocery without it, they could, they're probably going to bars. They're probably, they're probably doing the whole thing. Like yeah. here, everything is open. Like there is no like, Oh, curfews at no curfew is whenever the bar closes. Like it's so if somebody, if somebody is out and about without a mask at this point, um, yeah, I'm just assuming that they're doing anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? But I mean, also, I'm not going to like give them the glare or anything, be a Karen I just, or whatever. I'm just, I just stay away from them. Yeah, just move along. And I, I think this all goes, like you mentioned it, like Whole Foods, uh, Trader Joe's, they do the thing, capacity container store I went in their capacity situation. And then whereas I go to Publix, there's, you just walk in, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, that hits the nail on the head because I think this is going to end up being class, a class issue. Like mm-hmm. Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, that container store, these are all like frou-frou class things. And then Publix, you're just like, oh, come in with the other scrubs and buy your shitty grocery. I think there's, and I think there's going to be that in concert world too. And I, I think the end game of all this, and I hate to be scared about this, but I think that like me and like us, we're going to need the vaccine to work. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, it's not going to matter if you're like, well, actually, I think that it's dangerous. It, it's not going to matter if you want to, if you want to exist in the world and do the things you want to do, like fly or stay at a hotel or do anything, you're going to need it. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter your personal crusade. If you want to join the world, you're going to have to do it, whether you agree with it or not. It's just going to be a thing because people are going to put it on their insurance that they check people's heads. It's just going to be a thing. So put it in your head right now. You're getting it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you think it's bad. If you can't name three ingredients in it, you can't think it's bad. That's my opinion. Like everybody that says like, Oh, I don't trust this thing. Okay. Name three ingredients. Well, I, I don't know. Okay. Well then move along, but like, you're going to have to get it. Like I, you know, I, as a, you know, a non meat eating fella, I look at, labels for every single thing that I eat things I don't know like oh this is something I've never seen before and I like 
pick up the, I pick up the packaging, I'm looking at the ingredients and I'm, I'm just looking for a couple of key things like, okay, it's got this and it doesn't have this. I don't know what any of them are. I just know, like when I look at like a box of cereal, like, okay, is this safe to eat? I don't know what any of this shit is. I still eat it as long right. as it doesn't have, it's like, I don't know what these things are. None of us, only like people who go to school for that shit know what stuff <laughs> right. is. Yeah, yeah, right. And a lot of it's like, a lot of it is not even an ingredient for like, it's just for like preserving it on the shelf or mm -hmm. well, and nobody has that kind of knowledge to know every ingredient and everything. Like I've heard people talk about how pre pea protein is really dangerous because of pesticides. But, and then I've heard people say like, oh, it's the future of, that's the future of solving world hunger and all this. Like, okay, probably both to be honest. Mm, it's probably yeah. both right. Um, but like the fake meat is the future. So get used to it. And it has the ability to solve world hunger because you can 3D print. Yada. I've heard all this stuff and it's probably right. If it's solving world hunger or like, I'll do that. That sounds fun. Like if we can just lab produce shit and solve major problems like hunger, that's worth me just eating meat once a week or something. Like there's like trade-offs and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I also just don't, I don't know. People act like they know everything about everything. And every time somebody does that, it makes me know that I know less than I thought I did because I'm like, I know you don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know the vaccine. I know Pfizer's got one. I know Moderna's got one. I, and there are two, you have to go twice. That's, that's literally my knowledge. Yeah. Um, are vaccines scary? Yeah, I guess shooting anything in your body that you don't know about, but you've done it your whole life. Like, like whatever, if you go to Africa or you go to anywhere to do missionary work, you got to get a Malaysia vaccine. Like mm -hmm. vaccines didn't get invented in 2020. People act like yeah. they're new. It's like they've saved more lives than anything in the history of the world. So it just is what it is. And, and, and I never, I guess I hadn't really thought about that. So I don't think I've had a vaccination I got a tetanus shot, which would that fall under that? I don't know. I don't know either. So that, that as an adult, <laughs> the fact that, that we don't, I've had one. I don't know. That's why <laughs> I know. I know why I got one because I cut myself on a rusty nail and I was like, Oh shit, I better get a tetanus shot. Cause because I was like in my thirties, I haven't been vaccinated since I was 18 or 17 years old. Right. I've never gotten a flu shot. Like, I'll never get a flu shot until probably now, but like, but I never have because I just don't need to. Yeah. Like, I don't get the flu. So it's exactly. kind of like, yeah. Why would like, I, change I, get, something? I get sick like once every five years. And when I get sick, I get super fucking sick, but everybody's like, you should get the flu shot. I'm like, should I? But <laughs> now, when, but now when someone's like, you should get the COVID vaccination. Okay. Can I get it today? Like I was in Meyer, and they're like, inquire about your vaccination. And I was just like, can I get this? Can I like, <laughs> yeah. I'll get it right fucking now. Can I get it? I'll hold the box of LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> but then I like looked at Ohio and it's like, they have their, I think right now it's like 70 or older, you know, like yeah. they're just, they're doing the, by age and by like what you do. Um, you're right though. Musicians, people that work in entertainment. Um, people that, of, people that work people that that's true i mean but think about how every every business is going to do it to cover their ass if nothing yeah, but else is, is it which is probably good for herd immunity or whatever they say i i feel like every business is open uh, yeah they are yeah they are yeah they are like yeah. like it's it's been a year we just adapted 
like all we've done is just been like well i'm more important i gotta go to work so i'm I'm going back to work i'm gonna go to the grocery store fuck you yeah i mean we do have to survive i i really think that it's good you know that you know that classic sign that they put in like a warehouse it's like it's been 377,000 days since our last injury at the work i think right next to it is going to be like it's been 38,000 days since our last covid positive (laughs) test i think it's going to be that so i think they're going to herald that as like welcome to amazon the safe place to work with blah, blah, blah. I think it's going to be kind of held in that regards. Well, of course. We take this seriously. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, I was even having a discussion with one of somebody that we both know, and it was like, he brought up Air, uh, Australia and New Zealand. Well, they, they're down to like 0.000001% cases. Like, yeah. So that is, hey, we did it. Like, right. it, it's a badge of pride. Um, yeah. But you're, but you're, saying like it's a class thing of course it's going to be a class it's thing. going to be it, I, I will tell you this just straight up my my dad is not in the 70 window my dad is in ohio and my parents got a call hey we got a couple extra they know somebody and so they got the vaccine like it's just how that's just how america is like really? i have oh yeah hey if you come down here you got 40 minutes like and then they went down boom shot in the arm Damn. Look, the second one, I'm like, you shady fucks. Like, <laughs> like, my mom's in the window, but my dad just got to tag along because they know the person. I'm like, oh my god, that's how this is going. Like, that's how this is going. And and for us, yeah, like you're right. Any anybody, any musician, I think at this point we're talking about something that's that's super serious. Um. And if there's not a cure, then there's a vaccination. Like that's that's your options. You either have a cure or a vaccination. I, I know I have no idea, so I'm asking you. That <clears throat> with any sort of like anything of this magnitude, that's your options: vaccination or or an actual cure. Yeah. So this has shut down the world. You're getting the vaccination, but I think as far as shows go until everybody's vaccinated it's probably not happening yeah or or like everybody gets like or everybody doesn't care yeah like, exactly which I, which I don't see that happening because we've been turned into germaphobes i'm scared to go i haven't eaten in a restaurant in I haven't eaten. over uh, a, year, sh- or a year i went to a deli on mm-hmm. sunday where that was a bar slash deli and like mm-hmm. i walked in to order and she's like do you guys want to eat here? And I was just like, what do you mean eat here? Yeah. And I was like, well, there's nobody here. There's like four people at the bar and they're like right. 30 feet away. I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll eat here. Right. And it was fucking weird. Yeah. I didn't I, like but it. The, but the thing is, I'm pretty sure you're completely safe to do that. Like probably. Cause I, cause I was with, <laughs> I was with Marley Yeah. and we had masks on until we sat down to eat and, yeah. and we sat, far apart from each other but what happened in your brain when you sat down to eat and you took that mask off what happened in your brain right then Holy were you shit, like I... freaked out like, oh yeah absolutely yeah. okay so that happened in less than a year you've trained your brain to be like i'm inside i can't take this off i'll instantly get something like yeah that if this goes on another year we're going to be mind fucked to the point where we're 
it's going to be really bad. But like I'm, I'm questioning like, who's going to let their kid go to a show? Yeah. Like, who, who would, who would say, oh, okay, yeah, have fun, drive safe. Like, the fuck driving. Yeah. Nobody cares about that anymore. Probably <laughs> kills so many people. But people are like, oh, you're going to a show. How irresponsible. It's like, whoa, okay. Like, I bet people, I mean, this is all going to come down, I think. Like, you know how you look at someone with no mask? Like, I see people walk in the grocery and they do this with their shirt. They pull their mm. shirt. I'm like, dude. Oh. And the, people look down on those people. Like, people, there's just, I'm sure, I'm not scowling because I'm trying, in my mind I am but I don't want to be that guy. So I'm not. <clears throat> Those are going to be, that's going to be the exact vibe to the people that are not vaccinated or don't have their whatever their vaccine passport or whatever it is. I think it's going to be like society shun kind of situation to the point where you're going to be, you're going to be beaten into submission, whether you want to or not. If you want to, if you want to take a trip to Vegas, you're getting it. Mm-hmm. I don't care about your politics. <clears throat> then you're not you're driving to vegas like I, and they're not gonna let you stay at the hotel when you get there so we're all everybody's getting it. you know but here's the hmm. like america's obsessed with the creature comforts yeah. and to get the creature comforts you're gonna have to have xyz for insurance purposes you're getting it like that that's an that's another like i for anybody that's listening to our podcast, you know we're American-based band. I feel like I don't know. There, this gets deeper because like <laughs> there's a lot of control happening. There's a like the world's just the world's not getting better, and we're definitely like, this is not great for us because I know people who are traveling, flying driving going to i know somebody specific i don't like know him but like i heard that i had a conversation with the guys like yeah i'm going to vegas for some like game like mm-hmm. to watch a game i'm gonna go into i'm going to vegas to watch some sporting event <laughs> and this is before the vaccination ever like rolled out so right. he's just going he doesn't give a shit but at the like, same time i want that i want that person to do that like i do i do too but you have to like it's strange because we almost have to have like you have to assume that everybody when shows happen again like right now if marley was like i'm going to a show i'd be like dude are you are you sure (laughs) like if there was like an underground show tomorrow i he's almost 20 i would be like man i really don't want you to go like because i don't feel comfortable with it Mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm ever going to feel comfortable again in public I never, I never did before. It's always going to be in the back of your mind. Yeah. Always. Like, I don't like being in public. I don't like, like, that's why when I go to Riot Fest, I'm like, please get me a backstage pass. Get me something because I can't stand in a crowd of 30,000 people. I I will fucking lose my mind. So I haven't been good with crowds beforehand. Now, like I haven't, I've hugged like three people in a year. Yeah. And I'm kind of okay with it, but like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to be like comfortable in public again. Right. Never. Yeah. Going to a show, like going to like a show and like doing a pile on or, or maybe getting into a pit, like it's fucking over for me, man. Right. I had my time, like, but I'll still go to the show, but it's like, I want to stay in the back anyway and just watch the band play or listen to the band. 
Um, so I don't know, but, but I do think like kind of getting it back to us, it's going to have to be like restaurants are fully restaurants and bars are a hundred percent cool. There's, you don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to, there's no precautions. Yeah. It's like, come on in every, there's no more little bubbles outside, like little domed outdoor seating. (laughs) And then like, you got hilariously loud right there. It's so awesome. I got close to my mic. Yeah, it's really uh, funny. I also I also almost dropped the name, but I can't. Um, <laughs> the shooters when yep. they're playing gigs. Yeah, maybe we can go play a show. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I just I look at how how far do you think we're out until we like. Cause we've heard that people are like the venues are going to be half capacity when they come back. Now this, the last time I heard that was probably eight months ago. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Then at this point, I don't know how venues are open. I mean, I, I don't know how they, <laughs> I don't know how it's even possible. Um, and I think this is also like, I think a lot of your 300 cap rooms are gone. Like there's just like, why, how could you, I think it's going to be bars and amphitheaters. Like mm-hmm. that's going to be <laughs> like, I don't know how that little venue in like prime real estate downtown makes it. Like and, I don't and let, unless the unless the venue has bought their building. Like right. if they if they rent, no way. If they own their building and they were smart and their buildings paid off. But like maybe. property taxes, I just don't know how anything. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, a lot of a lot of venues I'm sure like musicians we're cynical assholes, but like we're very supportive of our community. And so a lot of them did fundraisers. Like there's, a, there's still things happening to this day to keep venues alive. So that's probably happening in a, in a, we just don't see all of it because there's so many venues, but I'm sure every, like you hear about the chain reaction one, like that was huge because that's like mm-hmm. a pretty big venue, but like you got to figure that the white rabbit in Texas they if they're still open they probably somebody probably like said we gotta like save this venue or that's san antonio i said el paso or san antonio okay yeah yeah um but like you gotta figure that somebody's like that place somebody's funding something exactly that that place we played in uh austin called empire the outdoor the hottest fucking show we ever played yep they they did something so right. I think that they, are, I know that the people that work there don't have jobs there, but mm-hmm. I think that they're not shut down. They're just not open. You know, right. like they're, they're not like we have to, we lost a bit. Like that's going to be another thing. People that own people that can buy property, like it's like buying a pack of gum mm-hmm. are going to fucking control. Oh God. Fuck. It's going to be unbelievable. And, and they're not, and they're going to turn it into some bullshit. They're not. And if they do turn it into a music venue, it's going to suck. Yeah. Rich, rich people are fucking killing it. Thriving. <laughs> Holy Kill. shit. Like, I, I think that all this, like I was talking to Matt Carter the other day. I think, I think every single thing that's happening right now would have happened in 20 years. It just happened within a year because like Amazon was going to control everything in 20 years, mm-hmm. but this just sped it up. Yeah. Like it was all inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have like, 
I don't know. We're just in a weird, it's a weird situation. I I'm not sure there's one thing that's been done right. And like the PPP loans, I think were stupid. I think what they should have done is they said, Hey, we're giving businesses zero money, zero go, go fuck yourself. Uh, but we're giving every American citizen $400 a week. And if you want those local businesses in your town, you better go give them your 400 bucks. Mm -hmm. I think that's what should happen. Cause I trust the American, I trust the people more than I trust the government. Um, I think they can write checks, but I don't think they can do anything else. So we can keep our stuff open. Like if you have a restaurant you care about, take some of your money and spend it there and then keep them open. Mm -hmm. Um, because I just don't trust them to allocate the money, too much fraud, all this stuff. Like we do less fraud than the government. Like we're just better at that. Like we know that we know the shady restaurants that are selling drugs at the back door. They don't know mm -hmm. that. Like, yeah. they don't know shit. So I think that's how they should have done it. And then, and then the only thing we can do is they just keep telling us to wear more masks. Like that's our, that's the only thing we can do is like, oh, you should double mask now. It's like when is tri triple mask now. Yeah, that's serious? Thing. Yeah, that's oh god, thing. Uh, it makes I, me go. It makes me go. Are you just trying to see how far you can push me? <laughs> like, why don't you make a thicker mask? Why don't you make a twice as thick mask instead of making me wear two? Like, where were you? Where were you on that one, dipshit? I, I have seen a few people wear doubling up, and I never like. I was like, that's weird. Yeah, like like, and, and you know, masks are, are so normal now. It's like, but I'm like. Why are you wearing two? Like no, you're, that's that's the germaphobe. Well, no, it's I saw a meme that said like, and the, the real stat is like one mask is seventy percent protection, two masks is eighty one percent, three masks is whatever, and it had a picture of a guy wearing fifteen masks and says I am I, this like actually spreads coronavirus. Like once you go too far, it's fifteen masks just creates coronavirus. So, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but I'm. Uh, when do you think we? When do you think we play? Or we book a tour? Not book a tour. When do you think we go on a tour? Go on a tour. Yep. Twenty twenty two. A I year agree. from now. I agree with you. Now, I think we obviously talked about trying to do a couple more drive-in shows. I think we mm -hmm. talked about that for the spring, and it was kind of like not happening. You yep. know, just not happening only because we would have to front all of the production we would have right. like companies are not they're not doing it so we would have mm -hmm. to do it kind of on our own we would have to essentially do a local like we'd have to do like a small time show in a drive in a drive-in mm -hmm. and when we were there last time and did our shows they weren't they weren't policing anything no they were just saying come on in Oh mm -hmm. yeah, cool. Get out of your car. We don't give a shit. Come on up to the snack bar. <clears throat> like yeah. all the stuff they weren't supposed to do. Every and that's the other thing. The people that come that came to the show were the ones who did that. They broke right. the rules. Yeah. Like they literally. When we said stay in your car, so you have to stay at your car. The first person that walked up to the stage was like, "Oh, okay, we can do this. Yeah, come, it's it's all good." <clears throat> right. So we're not fucking playing a show. We might play a show. I could see us playing a show this year, maybe in Ohio, but I don't, but I don't even think so. Right. A tour, like I, I brought this up the other day, like there was this period because we had a Bayside tour lined up. We had like a huge tour lined up. I wonder 
if that tour will happen? Like, will that be our first tour back? Will we just try to do that again? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the plan if I had to guess. That would be mine too. <clears throat> but like, I have. But you, th- you think about it though. Think about this. Like, it's us four in a van. Okay. Say it's a tour, right? We have three bands. Uh, f- we're going to say four people in each band, even though it's probably not true. So that's 12. And then crew, you're probably talking 30 people total. Mm-hmm. Running around a crowd in a different city every night. Mm-hmm. one of them is getting it. Oh yeah. One of us is getting it. And when one of us gets it and goes backstage, we're all getting it. Mm-hmm. And then we have to get over it and quarantine for two weeks. Like by then the tour is over. Like mm-hmm. how is this? E- I don't even know how it's feasible. Like I don't even know how with that many people, I mean, you would, you would just basically have to be like, Hey, we're doing this tour. There is no one backstage. Mm-hmm. There is the venues are selling merch. Mm-hmm. There is one tour manager for the tour. You don't get crew set up your own stuff. And that backstage door is locked. Like that'd be the only way to do it and actually mm-hmm. keep, not take something from San Antonio to Dallas. The only mm-hmm. way is to be like, no, you're sitting in your bus. You go play the show, you leave. And I'm the tour manager. I'm the only one in the venue and I'm walkie talkie. I can't go into mm-hmm. the venue because then I'm a possible spreader to my band. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how it's even possible with how we do it. Cause we're like, we're always like, Hey, can you run to the van and grab 20 shirts real quick to refill this? And we're going through the crowd. And I mean, how would you even do it and yeah. be safe? It, that that's, that's why I think huge venues where you can control everything or small venues where nobody gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Or, or, yeah. or, you know, like how, how many punk shows have you gone to like in a small venue and there's been 20 people there? Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But that's probably you know, been happening happen. the whole time, to be honest. Like that's probably just been happening. You think so? Oh yeah. I bet you, I bet you in Montreal, they've been throwing basement church punk shows <laughs> since March. I bet you they're just like, fuck it. Let's go. I, I, I say a year from now because like we're talking about, we're at a year. I mean, yeah, we're I literally. Mean, we were in Germany a year ago, yeah. So we actually had, and and this was already happening because I remember you talking about like oh, bat in China, and and I'm just like yeah. what? I was like, what in the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like, you're, I mean, you're well, crazy. it was kind of it was kind of memey in February. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, like it's gonna hit it, like it's gonna come on. We're Americans, we're invincible. Like it's kind of that feel. But like right about this time, it started to spread and we were like, we're in Europe and Mm -hmm. we're still here for like, I think it was like, I think we left on the 17th maybe or something Something like that. that. It was like right after Valentine's Day. Yeah. So I think at this point it started to become like, huh, can we get home? Like Mm -hmm. we started to like think about it. We weren't worried about our shows or anything because it hadn't really made it to Europe anyway. So we're just about a year in. And we're just now getting it. The tide has just flipped. I think we have an entire year to get people vaccinated, find out like, does this help? Like, I think it's going to be, we're, we're essentially a case study for scientists, yeah. the entire yeah. world. Like, will this work? Because a month from now, it's not enough time to see results. It's, it's no. not enough time. Like, but I'm not, I, I'm not like a 
complete pessimist. Like, I think, I think the world's fucked, but I think we're going to be able to go like live our lives again. Like this is just thinning of the herd. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it is. It is. It's, 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 we, we just haven't, our generation just really hasn't dealt with it yet. But like my grandmother saw shit happen, like where people were just fucking dying. Yeah. So like, <clears throat> Well, it's, it's weird. It's weird because like I was looking right at the beginning of this. I'm like, okay. So people start talking about Spanish flu and all this stuff. When you look up Spanish flu on Wikipedia, it says 1913 to 1916. And then you see the numbers like killed 50 million people. I mean, it's astronomically more deaths than this, but, Mm -hmm. but still a pandemic. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying this is fine and that's bad. But when you look at Wikipedia and you see 1913 to 1916, you're like, oh, three years. That's not bad. But when you're in it, oh, shit. oh three years is brutal. Like when you Wikipedia, you're like, oh, pandemic, three years, uh, 1916, they were done. Cool. Like but <laughs> a year in, we're all like, dude, I can't. There's nothing on Netflix. I've watched it <laughs> all. Which granted, that's better. That's a way better situation than being in the pandemic in 1913. Like, yeah. let's just be reasonable. Yeah. $10 a month and you get every entertainment you could possibly imagine. That's nah, a way they, better scenario. They raised the price. <laughs> but if this, yeah, yeah. But if, if this does last three years, I can't imagine us ever bouncing back. No. However, however. Are you talking about the band or us <laughs> as a, as a, as a, a global society? Hmm. Like I can't imagine us not going crazy, but it's happened before. Mm-hmm. And we were, the only thing I know is the normal post, post Spanish flu normal. So the only thing I, I, what I see as normal, maybe those people see as like totally not normal at all. Oh, back in 1914, we were living the dream. Like, who knows? Like, (laughs) who knows? But what I consider normal might be completely not normal to them. I don't, I have no clue. So there's somebody born today that is not going to know this happened and they're going to have their normal. So whatever. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a similar thing. I was like, like my son was born months before nine 11. Mm-hmm. So his whole life, he's only known a post nine 11 yeah. world. Like right. for us, it's like, Oh yeah. You used to be able just to go do this thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel, yeah, I don't, I could get, we could go down <laughs> to some, some dark shit of like, Oh, well you used, used to have more like, it used to be simpler. It used to be easier to just get on a plane and go somewhere or do these things. And it's like the world's changing <clears throat> right. and there's way more fucking rules. But at the end of the day, money and wealth mm-hmm. is power. Like uh, yeah, rich, this- rich people will always control the fucking world. Like you can say whatever the fuck you want, but people with money, politicians don't control the fucking world. Money controls the world. Mm-hmm. and things that we just now accept like oh yeah you have to have a passport to go to canada like the first time i went to canada i just walked my ass across the border right granted i got stopped because i was a punk ass kid right but like i didn't need a visa i didn't need shit to go over there you do now well like Like back i mean you can watch a movie from the 90s and you can like watch people say bye to their family like if you watch friends there are like five big plot lines and friends that literally aren't possible without the TSA. Like Ross is about to fly to England, oh, yeah. and then Rachel shows up the air. Like friends just doesn't happen with the TSA. <laughs> like it's just six seasons done. Like it just does. 
Uh, but like at the same time, I can't imagine, even though I've done it, I can't imagine walking my friend to their gate Mm-mm. and saying, so my brain is not even processed that as a reality. No. And that'll happen with this too. Like it'll take yeah. some time and then we'll be like, oh, back in the good old days, we used to yada, yada, yada. But now you just take your shoes off the airport. I bitch about it. I take my <laughs> shoes off, keep complaining. And then I put them back on and I walk to the gate and then I forget yeah. that. I mean, it, yeah. it's whatever. Like, it's the only the only thing that that has really done is like it's made you panic and like oh shit we have to get through fucking tsa i take my shoes off i gotta take my yeah. belt off i'm gonna miss my flight back yeah. in the day it's just like oh my flight's at 12 show up at 11 30 yeah exactly good to and go i'm just gonna and i'm just gonna walk onto the plane yeah I'll sit sit wherever you'd like <laughs> right, right yeah yeah have a cigarette can i need a lighter but I mean, now. I just, I think like all those like Mark of the Beast stuff, like people are like, I ain't taking that vaccine. They're going to blah, blah, blah me. It's like, dude, you have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. They don't need to blah, blah, blah you. They, they know everything. Like your Amazon history, they, they're predicting what you're going to buy next. And they're right. Yeah. I'm sitting next to a beanbag chair I bought because they knew I wanted one, <laughs> I guess. I didn't fucking want one. And then they showed me one and I'm like, dude, I'm in, I'm in an office. I don't have a chair that's cheaper and smaller than chair. Yeah. And so I bought, like, I'm like, they know, they know. And I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm not giving them, I'm not giving them that kind of access. Dude, I have an iPhone. It's over. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've accepted that I will trade my privacy for convenience. Done. Mm-hmm. End of story. I mean, I can I go mean, conspiracy like- all day. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and, and I love it because I could go conspiracy all day. And at the same point, I'm like, okay, so like, when's the last time you, like, I had a guy pay me in cash yesterday? Oh. It was the first, it was, it was the first bit of cash I've seen. I don't know how Since long. our drive-in show. Oh my God. Yes. That's it. Yeah. So like, <laughs> we are, we're so close to like, man so oh yeah some christian fucking mark of the beast cashless society oh you're paying oh yeah your card yeah oh yeah oh it's on you it's on your wrist now like that shit it's happening it's fucking crazy but it's hi do you guys happening. hi do you guys accept cash uh no no, no. mask motherfucker get out of here you're shunned from society it's like okay well, <laughs> i mean when I, that was another thing when i was like when i had some cash left over I would walk in the store. I'm like, you guys taking cash? And they'd be like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Just because a few places yeah. like Ace Hardware is trying to go cashless. And yes, we're right. over. <laughs> uh, we're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, we'll do five more minutes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, shows. What's your prediction? Uh, I think you're right on the year, but, but I, I don't know. I just think everything that's going to happen, like, okay, cashless society. I'm in the same place you are. Freaks me out. Mm-hmm. However, is it inevitable? Yes, it's inevitable. Like, of course. Like, why? Probably. How would we not move to a digital currency in a digital world? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, we're going to. Like, so it could be it could be the mark of the beast, or it could just be naturally what happens when a society goes digital. Obviously, like, there's all these things. Like, you know how people I listen to. I forget what podcast it was, but they were explaining like people in America are like terrified of socialism. 
terrifying. And then there's Europe, who is like has a lot of socialist stuff in their society. And Europe's already been like, they've had thousands of years and they've done the super capitalist, they've they've killed people on church steps, blah, blah, blah. They've done the whole thing. And at the end of all that, for a better society, they have to incorporate everybody, including the poor, to make a better society. But you can't figure that out until you fuck it up. And we haven't had enough time to, we haven't had enough time to figure out our faults because we're still just getting fucking rich. Like we don't give a, we don't care about anything. We're just like, dude, I want a bigger house than my neighbor done. Mm -hmm. Like that's all we care about. And then eventually like is socialism a thing where everybody, like people say like, Oh, you're into Stalin. Like maybe not like maybe socialism is just naturally how capitalism progresses when a society goes, Oh, you know, we can't just leave these people in the dirt. Like you, you have to do something. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's just a natural progression. And I think that's the same thing with cashless. Like I could easily say it's some crazy conspiracy. I don't think any of the adults that are in the government are smart enough to figure out a conspiracy. Like I just really don't think they are. So I just think that in a digital society, you would obviously go cashless. It's digital. Like when Amazon consolidates most people's probably healthcare in the future, grocery buying, what's your cash worth? Mm-hmm. You know, like how, how would you give it to them? Like for mm-hmm. what, like the only time I, I give a guy that mows my grass, I give him cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. I don't give anybody else cash, but I think it might be like natural progression rather than nefarious, like bad intent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now there it's will just, be bad, there will be malicious shit happen because always, of it. always. You just delete someone's bank account if you don't like their ideas. You there's yeah. going to be that. Like that's what I, that's that's the only thing that's scary. It's like you know there's so many people who are hoarding cash. Like they're yep. just holding. Like they're whatever they're doing. They're hiding it. Yeah. What if it's what if it actually has no value at some point? That's uh, that's what's going to happen. I mean, like that that actually is. It's like oh no, yeah. I've got. I've got. Four hundred thousand dollars in cash, yep. so I'm okay. But like, oh yeah, we're not taking that. Right. That, that, what is this? Like, well, I saw a that, tweet the other day. It says uh, a prediction by 2050, one Bitcoin will be worth one million dollars. And all these people are down the bottom, like, oh god, I can't wait to be a millionaire. And then one guy writes, in 2050, a cheeseburger cost one million dollars. <laughs> it's like, there you go. Like that's how. It's, that's what's. Like, what is dollars at the end of it? Like, what, like, I think, like, what is a dollar? I mean, it's how we, we literally base our entire everything. life, everything on it. And when you really think about it, like, when you're holding a $20 bill, you feel better than if you weren't holding a $20 bill. Mm-hmm. But what, what even is it? Like, what do you, like, we just buy shit with it? Like, we just buy, like, like, it should be a tool for something. But we're using it as just like a, a thing for stuff. Like it should be like, oh, we have this thing and we build, we put our, we cr- try to build enough wealth to create a society that we want to live in. No, 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 no. <laughs> we are building enough wealth that I can buy the most shit I want. <laughs> like for me. I, and it's I'm, like stuff that I don't even, I'll, I'll throw it away in two years. But yeah. dude, right now it makes me feel awesome. Like, like I either want it to have 
I either want to hold on to it for peace, for security in my head. Yes. Like, oh, I, I have all this money so I can do what I can. I'm good. Or yep. I have all this money. I'm buying. I'm going to go fucking buy something. I'm going to go buy myself a car yep. or a house yep. or a, the new iPhone. Mm-hmm. Like I went to the mall the other day and the line for the Apple store was bonkers. Really? Bonkers. So fu- I'm like, what's, what's out? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there, hell, there's a line for Louis Vuitton too. So I'm like, right. all right, that's, and then like I walked in the Disney store, just walked right on in. Everything, hey. in, everything in there is $30. Everything at Louis Vuitton, 300 yep. up. It's class. That's right. Apple, the Apple store, they're temperature checking. I went to a Warby Parker, they're temperature checking. Um, all the Louis, too. all the Louis, really? That's what I was at the mall for. Nice. Um, I need, I broke my glasses, so I need new ones. And I was I just looking. Get, I had to get, I had to get new ones. But uh, everybody temperature checking has a line. They've got all the stuff. Everybody inside feels rich and safe. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else, come on in if you want the loaf of bread. If you get sick, it's on you, buddy. Like, yep. there is a class thing happening, and it's plain as day. You can watch it. It's, like, really scary and sad. But, like, it's I, – I think we're going to be better – no, I no. I said that first. <laughs> I don't think that. I said I think we're. This is going to make us realize what we have and all that. I don't think that's going to happen. But maybe individually, maybe people will <clears throat> real. Some people will like realize like okay, like trust me. We know that we're very fortunate. Like every every podcast you've heard with like a music, somebody who's like lower middle class. Yeah, we 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 know people that have a home and haven't been evicted. We know mm-hmm. how good we have it. Because we know that we're fortunate. Like everything that we have in our lives, the fact that like our bills are still paid, we're fortunate. We're very thankful for what we have. And it's going to make us, this is like a wake up call for us. Like, okay, we just happen to be in a fortunate position where we've been able to sustain. And I think at an individual level, there will be realization on a bigger scale there will never be realization. Right. Never. I just, I think about the idea of like, like if you're in an office situation, you're like probably, I mean, say you're upper class working in an office, you just work from home, life carries on. Who cares? Like it's just me and my dog longer. Like that's mm-hmm. it. But for younger people, like the service industry people, no work. And then they're expected to learn. Like I'm, I'm like, if I'm in that situation where I'm like a service person, they tell me I can't work and then I get evicted. I'm not sure I'm going to learn to be a better person from this. Like your, like your journalist ass in New York is mm-hmm. like all the journalists are like, this has helped me groan and closer to my family. And if you were in that situation, if you're in another situation, I don't think you'd have the, the brain space to learn from it. You're just surviving. Like yeah, you're surviving. You're, yes. So and, I think I feel like when people are like, I think we're going to learn a lot from this and really grow. I think that's a very privileged thing to say. For sure. I think we'll be better at the end of this. It's like, well, I'm lucky for I, you, buddy. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know I'm privileged as shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I know I am because right. I can, because I can say those things like, yep, I, I still have coffee. Yeah. Like I can go buy coffee today if I want. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah. I got to pee. Yep. You're good. Let's end it. <laughs> let's end it we got this is our shortest podcast ever we yeah, kind of great. we almost hit the uh thing so uh 
Yeah, so we're we're hopeful, but but not. We're optimistic. We're optimistic yet skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trust me, as a man who loves touring and hates touring, I've I've grown to like hate it as much as I love it. I would like some normalcy. I would love to go play a show again. Yeah, but I would like it to be like just okay. I'm gonna go play a show. I don't have to worry about shit. So. The break's been nice, but I would love to go to work. Yeah. See, I hate touring. I want to go on tour. Yeah. Just I, because because you always you always want what you can't have. Yeah, exactly. So so yeah, I'm I'm down to get in the van and, and I hope we get to at some point, but we'll we shall see. We shall I think I think it's made us real quick, I think it's I think it has made us better pivoters and better critical thinkers and better think outside the box errs. I think a lot of people it's done, it's done that for mm-hmm. um, where you kind of got to get the hustle on and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But we shall see. But I think if you say, Oh, it's just been a time to learn. I think that's yeah. Lucky you buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enjoy your high rise while the rest of us <laughs> sit down here and pivot our asses off to the point we've pivoted so much. We're just standing in the same spot. We've always been somehow <laughs> just turning left, right, left, right, left, right. And then we just stare at a wall. Hope that hope that guy has learned a lot in this last year with his dogs. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's the podcast for this week. Um, stay tuned. We'll have another one. We don't know when. But uh, thanks, Poppy, for doing this. You're welcome. Have a great day. All right. I'll talk to you a bit. I'll see you.